You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's talk week 18 in the NFL and a quick check-in on DeMar Hamlin, of course, the Bill Safety, who continues to be hospitalized at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Now, his uncle says that Hamlin has shown improvement. His agent, Ron Butler, tells ESPN that Hamlin's oxygen levels are better. So that's something we will certainly keep an eye on, and he is certainly in our thoughts as we talk NFL Week 18. But Chelsea, one thing I continue to find amazing and I keep hitting refresh, we've talked about Hamlin's GoFundMe account where he was trying to raise money, $2,500 for his mom's daycare, essentially a toy drive. And I keep hitting refresh here. And right now, again, he wanted to raise $2,500. Right now, this toy drive has raised $5.9 million, probably going to hit $6 million by the end of this show. So that has been wonderful to see. Yeah, I got an email uh, from the GoFundMe this morning saying, like, this is the place if you want to support DeMar Hamlin. If you guys want to find that fundraiser, I'm sure it's all over Twitter, but it's also on my Twitter page. Uh, If you search at Chelsea Messenger, it's one of my tweets if you're having some trouble finding it. Uh, But what a story and what an outpouring of support. I think when you see these, like, awful moments, uh, you know, in football or whatever, it's nice to see the flood of support and you start to believe you're like, Oh, there are some good people still in the world. And it's not just, you know, all these hardened people who only care about their fantasy squad. So here's the thing. If you have money to bet on these games, go ahead and throw 10, 20 bucks at this fundraiser. I promise you it is for a great cause. And uh, these are the people that you are betting on each and every week. And you've got to remember they are people, they have families, And Mm -hmm. why not go support a good cause? So great stuff. Hoping for more great updates from DeMar Hamlin. And hopefully he's all right. Because this is... Absolutely. I keep keep looking at Twitter. I'm like, oh my God, like, do we know anything else? But it just seems like it's just little nuggets of information. And it's just not a lot. But that's how it goes when you sustain like that serious of an injury. Like it's not, you're not just going to snap your fingers and he's going to be better. Yeah, and I think to your point, one of the I think one of the things that has sort of warmed me is seeing this outpouring of support and also seeing these personal stories that continue to come out. Even Mike Tomlin yesterday was saying, Listen, I've known DeMar since he was twelve years old. You hear former teammates at Pitt coming out and saying, This is what he did for me. So certainly someone worthy of our support, and we will continue to keep tabs on his progress. When we look at it week eighteen, now the NFL has decided as of now they are not going to play that Bills and Bengals game, which was rightfully postponed. But Week 18, as set, will continue. 
And some people have floated the idea of, okay, maybe we push back week 18, we eliminate the bye week between championship weekend and the Super Bowl. And this is, this is something that you have to be delicate with when you discuss, because at some point, of course, the games have to continue. But at the same time, you want to be sensitive and empathetic to something that was absolutely horrible that we all witnessed. I don't know if there is a right answer here, Chelsea, but I do like the fact that the NFL is not worrying about the Bills-Bengals game right now. I understand playing the games this weekend, but ultimately I- I'm not worried about Buffalo and, and then Cincinnati. Yeah, I certainly am not either. Uh, but it will be nice to you know talk about football in some regard because it's a heavy situation and it's emotionally tough. Like I said, like it's it's so tough when you keep refreshing Twitter and there are no updates. So we'll yeah. hope for the best. But obviously, this is our show and we are you know here to talk about football. Yeah, and that's all we can do. And certainly, he remains in our thoughts as we do get to Week 18. And that includes the Titans at the Jaguars. Chelsea, I know you have a special interest in this. This is your Tennessee Titans. The Jags are laying six and a half points. Moneyline favorites, minus 275. Your Titans are plus 220. The total set at 40. I actually like your Titans here. This is a win-and-get-in game for both teams. The winner wins the AFC South. I cannot believe that after this losing streak that you have had to endure as a Titans fan, that here they are on the cusp of still being able to win the division. I think they cover. And do you think Mike Vrabel can have these guys ready to go where maybe they can win outright? I don't know. Uh, How many times on this show have we said, oh, Tennessee getting points? It's too many points. Mike Vrabel is an underdog. Because it's just not been the case. Uh, they have not covered uh, these spreads as of late. 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six games. So at some point, I've got to stop trying to think that the Titans can cover. Maybe it's this week. But as a Titans fan, emotionally, I cannot handle it. So I'm probably going to put the Jags like in a teaser or something. Just because, you know, both outcomes are covered. You know, if I lose my bet and the Titans win, great, grand, wonderful. Uh, but I cannot bet on the Titans and the Titans get absolutely smoked because here's the thing. Last time out, Trevor Lawrence carved them up. We got to find a way to stop Evan Ingram. That guy absolutely uh, slaughtered us, uh, the tight end for the Jags. And that's the thing. The matchup still screams. You should probably play Evan Ingram uh, when it comes to the props market because over the course of the season, the Titans have not been good at defending tight ends, giving up the second most yards to opposing tight ends of any team in the NFL. So don't be surprised if you see another big game from Evan Ingram and also Trevor Lawrence once again yeah. <laughs> carving up a weak Tennessee secondary. I will say Derrick Henry should be playing for this one, uh, and he has had some really solid games against Jacksonville. So maybe that's the equalizer. Maybe Tennessee can keep it close. But from what I've seen from this offense, I am not holding my breath. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I am a Derrick Henry fan, as I know you are. But I also like Trevor Lawrence here. So 
as far as the winner of this game, I would think Jacksonville certainly has the advantage when you have the weakness at quarterback for the Titans. But I think laying six and a half, way too big. So I will be on Tennessee. The Lions and Packers, another win and end game, at least for Green Bay. This game has been flexed to the Sunday night game at Lambeau Field. The Packers are laying four and a half points. They're minus 210 on the money line. The Lions are plus 170. Total set at 49. So this is going to be interesting. And here's why I love the Packers and I'm going to bet it now. If the Lions are going to make the playoffs, A, they have to win this game, but also they have to have the Seahawks beat the Lions. The Seahawks play earlier in the day. So, I'm sorry, the Seahawks play the Rams. So, if the Seahawks win, the Lions can't get in no matter what. So, I have no doubt Seattle is going to win. Seattle is going to beat the Rams. So, you get to the late game on Sunday, and all of a sudden, the Lions aren't playing for anything. The Packers are playing for everything, and I guarantee you that line will jump. So I'm going to bet the Packers now. I don't think it's a matter of motivation, though, because doesn't Dan Campbell seem like a guy that he would try to get his players motivated for anything, like even if it's just an extra win of the season? So I don't think it's a matter of motivation. I just think it's a matter of their defense being really bad. If there's ever a spot for Aaron Rodgers and this offense to get right, it's against this Detroit defense who's been really bad against the run against the pass against just about everything so uh it's not even been Aaron Rodgers going off either last game he only had like 150 yards passing it was Aaron Jones that did the brunt of the work on the ground so I think this is a Packers team that uh has a great secondary too uh it's really difficult to pass against this secondary I think the the game plan is trying to run against them but still, I think it is the Packers that get the job done. I don't love the four and a half. Maybe they can keep it close, but I do think the Packers win. Well, well, well. Look who is interested in the NFL once again during the offseason. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan head coach, fresh off being eliminated in the college football playoff semifinal, is reportedly talking to the Carolina Panthers about taking over as head coach. Do you think this would be a good idea and be – he did this same. Didn't he flirt with the Vikings last season? Is that who it was or a season before? Where every offseason he's been flirting with the NFL. It seems to me that either he is angling for a raise or he really wants to get back to the National Football League. Maybe it's both. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if this is like 100% true. I feel like people love to float out big names when it comes to coaching searches, regardless of if they're actually going or not. Because If you're Jim Harbaugh, why would you want to go to Carolina, a team that doesn't have a clear, good quarterback uh, Mm -hmm. and a team that has a lot of problems when it comes to their overall franchise? Like, I don't know. Why would you leave a good job at Michigan? And we know he's a Michigan man. He said it about a thousand times. I'm not a big Jim Harbaugh guy, but I will say he was a successful coach in the NFL. And there are not many college coaches that have made the jump And made that jump successfully because if you look at the Panthers, you say, hmm, hiring another college coach. How did that work out for you last time? Didn't work out so well, did it? And Matt Matt Rule, I thought, looked like a good hire coming to the NFL. But it's just proof that these two games are completely different. Coaching college, coaching NFL are two different things. But I think the bottom line for Carolina, it's Mm -hmm. not the head coach. And yes, some of the blame goes to the offense, the offensive coordinator, whatever. But when you don't have a good quarterback, it's really hard to have a good team. 
Yeah, I was going to say that too. Certainly they have zero at quarterback at all. I don't want to see Sam Darnold reclamated for the 85th time during his career. But I think it's interesting when you talk about Jim Harbaugh being a Michigan man, and he certainly is. And I would think, look, he's got Michigan where they finally want to be. They're back-to-back Big Ten champions. But I wonder if it's harder for him. It sort of reminds me of, of Kirk Herbstreet because at one time I believe he lived in Columbus. And then years ago he had to leave because – being a former Ohio State guy, you'd think he'd be a hero in Columbus, but anytime he said anything negative about Ohio State, he just got crushed. So he said, I got to leave. And maybe it's harder for Jim Harbaugh being an alumnus and a Michigan guy as opposed to thinking, well, it's easier on him because he's a Michigan guy, if that makes sense. I don't know. Some of the things that Jim Harbaugh has said, I don't think he cares that much about the blowback. Yeah, that's probably true. He probably cares more about his khakis than anything else in the football field. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.